0: Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety, and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. This is the very last episode that I will be recording for 2019. So as we're coming up to the Christmas period, This week, I'm going to do my episode on some self-care tips for you. The aim of this is that you can get the most out of the Christmas period and actually enjoy it instead of finding it stressful, difficult, um, all the things that I hear a lot of in clinic. So unfortunately, I do hear a lot of people in clinic talking about how Christmas is very stressful for them. There's a lot of different reasons why Christmas can be stressful. Uh, People worry about presents, buying the right presents, money, food, cooking, family relationships, which can always be a little bit tricky, running out of time to get everything done. And I mean, there's a huge range of reasons why people stress about Christmas. And I can understand it, there's always so much to do. And it kind of seems silly really, that it's just for one day, but it's something that we all engage in Um, it's something that families tend to engage in, so I can understand why people get stressed about it. So I'm going to give you my top self-care tips to make sure that you can actually enjoy the festive period and make sure that it's what you want, as well as all the stuff you have to do for everybody else. So my very first tip, and this is a really important tip, is to make sure you're not guilty of perfectionism. Now, a lot of things that people stress about aren't as important as they think they are. So trying to find the perfect present for somebody is not always worth the stress that it causes. Perfectionism is also known as black and white thinking, to those of you who've listened to my Cognitive Distortions episode. And it's a really negative way of looking at the world, because the difficulty is that perfectionism is really, really hard to achieve. So when we're aiming for things to be perfect, we can cause ourselves a lot of stress, anxiety and upset because it's highly unlikely that we're able to perform it perfectly. Now what can sometimes happen with perfectionists is that they're so scared of not being able to do things perfectly that they put it off for as long as possible. So if you're somebody that's procrastinating about getting Christmas presents and it's because you're trying to find the perfect present, then listen to this section very carefully. So you have to get rid of this idea that you're going to be able to find the perfect present for somebody and you can ask yourself questions like what do i know they like what have you seen them eat what have you seen them drink what have you seen them enjoy have a scroll through their facebook is quite a good way that's a cheeky little tip that i have for finding christmas presents for people do they like going out for dinner can you buy restaurant vouchers things like that ask yourself what do you know that they'll use If you can get something that they like, or they'll use, then to be honest, your present is going to be well received. It's going to be something that they enjoy, which is the whole point. And if you can't answer those questions because you don't know them well enough, then be okay with getting something that's generic, but nice, that's okay. Try very hard to move away from this idea that there has to be the perfect present. Now, giving can actually make us really happy. It's one of the things that makes us happy when we give something to somebody, but we have to approach it in the right way. So getting rid of this perfectionist thinking and thinking about how nice it will be for them to receive something that they'll like or they'll enjoy or they'll use is definitely a much more uh, positive way of thinking about it and definitely a way of making sure that you get to actually have a bit of fun finding presents for people. Okay, my second tip is try very hard not to equate gifts and the value of gifts with love. Now this ties quite nicely into the perfectionism tip, because what can sometimes happen is people who don't know what to get, so they express themselves and their love for somebody by buying lots of very expensive items. You see this a lot in couples. There can often be that temptation to spend a colossal amount to show how much you love that person. Now, the difficulty with this is, obviously, if finances are a challenge for you, a lot of people do actually put themselves into financial difficulty trying to do this. Now, if you're really rich and you want to buy the person you love loads of expensive things, then go for it. But if you are struggling financially, or you only have a certain amount that you are happy to spend at Christmas, then try not to fall into this trap. And actually often, something quite small and meaningful can actually show more love than something really expensive. On the flip side, this is where you have to be quite self-aware and consider how greedy you are at Christmas too. So if you don't feel like you've received enough from somebody, Have a think about all of the other great things they bring into your life the rest of the year. Try and practice some gratitude for what you have received. Practice some awareness that maybe you're expecting too much. Maybe the person who has given you the gift thought you would like it or is struggling financially at the moment. And it's the same with kids. I mean, when I look back over my life as a child... I really don't remember a lot of the presents that I received and probably when I was about 10 I couldn't really tell you what I got from Santa back then. What I tend to remember from Christmases are things like the food that my mum cooked, watching silly films with my dad, things like that, singing Christmas carols, all of these little things that actually made me feel something rather than the latest toy. I'm sure I had some fantastic presents as well, and I loved them at the time, but it's not the enduring um, emotional response that I have to Christmas now. So have a think about how you can make Christmas a great experience, how you can have fun with it, how you can do stuff with people that you're going to enjoy, rather than overcompensating and spending loads of money on gifts. Now, following on quite nicely from that, is only spend what you want to spend. Now remember, I'm giving you self-care tips here, and this might seem like an odd self-care tip, is not to spend too much money. But actually, overspending can be a really negative thing, and it can affect your life long after Christmas is done. I've spoken to clients in January who are stressed out because they're paying off credit cards, loans, or trying to get themselves out of an overdraft to make sure they have enough money for the things that they have to spend on in january so this is a really key point self-care i mean self-care is a very popular topic at the moment it's very fashionable um, which is great it's really great that it's bringing a lot more awareness into people's lives but it's not all just about bubble baths or face masks sometimes self-care can be as simple and unfortunately as boring as budgeting to make sure that you have enough money for yourself And that's a huge positive step when you're able to spend what you're comfortable spending and keep enough money back for yourself. Have a think about also some gifts that you can give that don't actually cost any money. So if money is a bit of an issue for you this year, then have a think about what you can give somebody that doesn't actually cost you anything, um, but might still mean a lot. So things like jokey IOUs are quite fun. Offering to visit an algae relative. Or you could even just offer to do the dreaded washing up after Christmas lunch. Anything that kind of makes sense to you and your family would be an awesome way to help yourself, save some money, make sure you've got the money that you need to live for the rest of your life. So my next tip is to try and make time for yourself. Now, Christmas goes a bit manic. It's really great, and actually it's really good fun, and um, you can enjoy meeting up with people you don't often see very much. We get to see family that we only see once a year or so. So for that reason, Christmas is a really good thing. But make sure you get some time to yourself if you need it. Now, this is where self-care ideas like having a bubble bath um, can come in really well. Or if you practice meditation, then make sure you carry on doing it throughout the festive season. If you aren't into meditation, that's absolutely fine. Um, Get yourself a good book or something that you enjoy doing. Take some time to watch a a Christmas movie that you like. Um, Make sure you have a couple of evenings to yourself where you can snuggle up, watch what you want to watch and things like that. So yes, enjoy all of the socializing, going out, meeting people and having fun, but make sure you get some downtime. This is particularly important if you're quite an introverted type person. So maybe you struggle a bit with the amount of socialisation there is over Christmas. Getting that time and space to yourself is just a really key part of making sure you keep your mental health good over this busy time. So my next self-care tip follows on quite well actually from that. And make sure you say no if you really can't do something. Now Christmas can often be quite stressful, there's a lot to do, there's a lot of things going on, uh, the weather's not always that helpful, there's just a lot of reasons why it stresses people out. And particularly if you end up being the person in your family that ends up shouldering a lot of responsibility, it can sometimes get too much. So make sure that you're comfortable and confident saying no when you know that something is going to be too much for you. It shouldn't ever really be one person's job to provide christmas for everyone so have a think about how you can get other people to help you out with a load so if you're cooking lunch for everybody then ask other people to bring dishes with them and then you don't have to bother preparing it or buying it if cooking really isn't their thing uh, this is an excuse that often gets used with me So when I have done Christmas lunch in the past and I've asked people to bring things, they go, oh no, I can't cook, I can't cook. Well, there's plenty of things they can still bring that they don't have to cook. Whether it's condiments, the dreaded cranberry jelly, whether they bring the cheese board for afterwards, all of those things don't require any cooking or any skill whatsoever. So don't let people wriggle out of it. My next tip is to try going outdoors. Now... I understand completely that the weather is not always that inviting over the Christmas period, particularly in the UK. But it's still really important to get outdoors. Even if it's just for a short walk, you'll find that this really boosts your mood and helps you appreciate the cosy nights in. It's also generally a good idea to try and burn off some of the extra calories that we eat around this time. I mean, I'm a big fan of treating myself, so I don't really stress about the calories too much, but staying active and still doing stuff is a really good way to mitigate some of that. So there's some nice things you can do around Christmas. Uh, One of the things that I like to do is just take a walk around the local area and go have a nosy at everyone's Christmas lights. It's a good way of getting outside. It's a good way of getting some activity. And it's just a nice way to appreciate being outdoors and lifting your mood. So those are just a few of my self-care tips to help you out over the Christmas period. Now, if you would like to find out what negative thoughts might be holding you back, particularly over the next few weeks, then head over to my website, which is www.anxiety2confidence.com, that's the number two, so anxiety2confidence.com, where you can download a free worksheet which has a huge list of the types of negative thoughts that people often have. And you can go through and you can work out which ones you do most often. And it's a really useful exercise for actually starting to understand how it might be that your thoughts are damaging your mental health. The worksheet also comes with a video as well which talks you through how to do it so it's a really good way of getting started if anxiety is something that you've struggled with and you want to start having a think about doing something about it so go check that out and I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and a really good new year. The podcast will start up again in the third week of January as I'm away so I will be back then and I hope you have a fantastic festive period. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.